never mix the water till your well runs dry. Till your well runs dry. You never miss Joe Turner till he says goodbye. Sweet. And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Tuesday, February the 1st, 2022. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, Hey, Joel. I'm doing well. I'm coming at you, as usual, from Brooklyn, New York. uh, Snowy Brooklyn, New York, uh, where I just went to... A Nets game. First time I've been to a Nets game oh. in since 2019 <clears throat> was Nets Nuggets. The Nuggets, the Nets really blew it. They had a 12-point lead at the end of the third quarter and ended up losing about 12 points. Um, uh, so my hot take, this is my hot take about this game. Uh, the T-shirt cannon is the perfect representation of the class society in America today. And I'll tell you why. You tell me why. I went to this basketball game. This basketball game gave away more t-shirts than any other sporting event that I'd ever gone to. At one point at halftime, like all that they have a they have a cheerleader dance troupe, like a female dance troupe and a male dance troupe. And at one point they all came like running onto the court with just sacks of t-shirts and they were just throwing them into the crowd and this guy with like t-shirt cannon was like you know putting his hand up to his ear and just like shooting it to people who were yelling the loudest every single t-shirt lands down in the lower portion of Uh, the arena and this is why this is a an apt metaphor for the class society in america these people these fucking people who are sitting down on the floor at the bottom of this arena are paying like two, $300 per ticket to just come into this arena and sit. And they get every single fucking free t-shirt that they give out at those things. All of the rest of us who can't afford to pay $200, $300 for a ticket to sit down on the floor in the Barclays Center, like we can't even smell a t-shirt. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> and you know, we're the people who could use the free t-shirts, I, I would say. Like these, if you can afford $200 for a fucking basketball ticket, then you can afford a t-shirt, but it doesn't matter. It's like the rich keep getting richer. It's like, oh, I got money. Give me some free shit. You know what I mean? And like, it's like, it's such horse shit. You know what I mean? Okay. I got two questions. I got two questions. Yeah, sure. What kind of t-shirt cannon is this? It's like, like a regular... I mean, if you can't get it up into the fucking upper sections of your arena, that's a lousy t-shirt cannon. Or they're really the they re- really tall. Well, no, that's the other thing is they did that one t-shirt, one t-shirt out of maybe like 50 of this game flew into the upper deck. And that's actually why I thought it was, I even forgot that part. I thought that was why that was an apt metaphor, right? It's like, oh, look at this one guy. Look at this one poor bastard got a t-shirt. You know, it's like, oh, oh, guy. this is fair. This is a fair society. Look at this guy. Look at this fucking guy got a t-shirt. You Why didn't I mean? get the t-shirt? Why did he get the fucking t-shirt? I should have yeah. gotten the t-shirt. And so that keeps all of us up in the upper deck still dreaming that maybe someday we're going to get a t-shirt, but like that 
fucking happens. Well, this the other part is like, there's the, there's the cheer crew that's throwing them out, like handing them out to the people that are down in the lower level. And right. still with the one thing that the one device that they have to get the t-shirt to the people in the upper level, they're still not getting it there. Right, they're still not giving it to us. I'm, not, I'm in, I'm with you. Yeah. What if they it's come up, up with the t-shirt trebuchet? Just like a, like a catapult. Like a medieval siege weapon shooting t-shirts into the upper deck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay i uh, did you say is that like the, the catapult thing yeah like the yeah. weighted thing mm -hmm. like a rope yeah how else can you get like a, a mortar you just bring one out that has like five t-shirts and it blasts up into the upper deck but you light them on fire yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, That's and right. then like, like you throw them into the upper deck they're all extra small t-shirts you know what i mean like that's, yeah you have you can get a t-shirt but you got to put it out first right. right so the real fascist in me is coming out because my immediate answer to this problem is to invest in more heavy weaponry to keep the proletariat down right. yeah i don't think barclays is hiring no. <laughs> uh so it was a nets game the nets lost Kyrie didn't play kevin durant is hurt right yeah and James Harden is also, did he play? James Harden didn't play. That is correct. It was no, like, it's like Kyrie against everybody. I watched that game against Golden State the other day. I watched that game too, but Kyrie can't play in Brooklyn because he's still not vaxxed. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I he's forgot not allowed that. into the Barclays. Hey, was, uh, was uh, the fucking, were the Jokic brothers there? Yeah, he, the, he played Jokic. He played. Right, but were his brothers there? I don't know. Have his, you guys witnessed any of this? Yeah, they like follow him around, and, and his, they like get in fights with people. They like scream at fucking players on the field and get held, like have to be held back from charging off the onto the court. They like yell at people that like Jokic fouled that guy and like almost killed him or whatever, knocked him onto his face, and they were like so pissed. And there was another one where they were like in the second row like trying to like climb over people they're the, and they're big fucking big Serbian dude yeah <laughs> i was just hoping they would be there and then like trying to attack people in the crowd i thought that would be fun. i bet they are down where people get t-shirts so i wouldn't have seen they them probably anymore. got a free t-shirt with their backstage pass you know what i mean right exactly um yeah he played he didn't have a great game i mean you know he ended up with 27 points and 10 rebounds or some shit like that so but he's like perennial i don't know a ton about shit he just, won the mvp last year i think yeah, he's good really. if i'm not mistaken i know he's i know he's good well, yep so what we need to do is organize the upper the upper level fans to overthrow the entire system of why don't you just make them join a union that's that would be my solution right. Yeah. You gotta join a union and then go on strike. That's the way we want t-shirts. <laughs> right, to the t-shirt union. <laughs> it's not a t-shirt union. Fans t-shirts. Fans no. Just a, a fair cut of the pie. That's what I'm talking right. about. Exactly. All right. Also joining us as per usual is Thomas. Thomas, how's it going? 
Well, I'm not sure. I'm not so per usual these days. I'm doing good. I'm coming to you from regular old Seattle where my hot take is spring has sprung. You liar. You are a fucking It is here and I can feel it. I was walking to my job site today and the sun was shining and I thought, you know what? It may be February 1st, but spring has sprung. We're not going to have baseball this year. There's no fucking, there's COVID part two. The world is ending. I'm taking as much spring as I can get. It started today. Oh, okay. So it's happy Thomas this time. Optimistic. Thomas the optimist, we call it. The tears of the clown, you know, I'm I'm smiling to keep from crying. It's today, spring has sprung because I say so. It's probably going to snow and get down, like it's going to rain until May. But the sun's setting after five o'clock now. I noticed that also. I like that a lot. Yeah. So... I'm probably wrong. There's always the second, the, the fake spring and second winter and that's then, what, like yeah. the part of Seattle where it rains for 90 days straight. But I'm still saying today is spring has sprung. It's funny. We just got a big snowstorm here and I had the thought, I was like, oh, finally winter is here. <laughs> <laughs> See? Okay. Joel, you're, what, what kind of weather are you okay, experiencing? So right now in Illinois, Today, we had a high of 56, and Whoa. it's been raining all day. It's 39 right now. It's 9.09 p.m. In about an hour, it's going to start snowing. It's supposed to snow all night, all day tomorrow, all day Thursday. Then on Friday, it's supposed to be a high of 9 degrees. Jesus. So we're just living through the apocalypse is what we're doing. <laughs> You're, I mean, this is the perfect amalgamation or whatever the word is of me and Sam's experience here. Like we're, exactly. we're, we're it's yeah. the trifecta of February weather. This is big. <laughs> Fuck Joe Rogan. Fuck controlling the weather. This, so Joel, yeah. are you going to have school tomorrow? We have our first ever snow Zoom day. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> It's here. Wait, in, in, in anticipation? They've already called it. They've already called it. Tomorrow we will be, uh, I'm a seventh grade, uh, eighth grade teacher. Tomorrow we will be conducting our classes via Zoom, children. Um, that's, that's funny. They would never do a snow day in expect, like in Illinois, in the part of or wherever you are. The, they wouldn't call a snow day right now if it wasn't snowing outside. I mean, it, the, it's supposed to, we're supposed to get 18 inches tonight. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And how and many 57 degrees? You... What? And it was 57 degrees as today? And it was 50, yeah, 57 degrees today, correct. That's awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. And how much snow are you supposed to get total over the two uh, days? Not much. Um, I don't know. Um, it's supposed to, I, I can look that up. I mean, it's like 18 to 24 or something like that. Woo. Yeah, we're gonna that's get that's good. That's a good one. Yeah, <laughs> I bought a bottle of bourbon this afternoon. I'm you probably don't want to go in there for like five to ten minutes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have a very first snow zoom day. Well, hey, Joel, you know, thanks for having me back. I know you've had some guest re- appearances, but I'm glad that you still refer to me as a regular. Yeah, uh, right. We have had some guest appearances. I, I haven't lost my 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 spot in the car. Right. And also, though, what we need to do is figure out 
you know, the Zoom room is very small. We can't, it's hard to fit four people in the eight inch by eight inch box that is the Zoom room. You're talking about the video part of it. No, no, I uh, I actually literally believe that we are all sitting in the same room right now talking to A very small room. <laughs> A very small room. Are we wearing masks? <laughs> we should be. If we're not wearing masks, we really fucking should be. I mean, uh, like, it's your dreams, you know? Like, I'm just coming out of sober fucking January or whatever, where I had dreams the whole fucking time, which goes back to my last hot take, yeah. which is dreams are the worst. Yeah. But anyway, so I guess, but in that dream in, and in this sort of manifested reality that you're talking about, we don't have to wear masks, probably. Correct. That's what the metaverse is all about. You don't have to wear masks. Thanks. Um, yeah. Well, <clears throat> my name is Joel. I'm in Champaign, Illinois. Before I give my hot take, I do want to give shout outs to our guests uh, because Yeah Dog was our guest uh, three weeks ago, two or three weeks ago, talking about weeks ago. Yeah, talking about growing up on the South Side. And he is a big metalhead. And he wants to do a whole music episode with us. And I was like, Thomas, you should be present for that episode. Uh, I, I'm not well-versed in the metal genre. Uh, okay. he, he I, was, mean, I, I don't know shit about music, but I sure tried to pretend like I do. <laughs> Every, that's everybody. And you know it better than anybody else. But like... I've talked to him. He's like a big Pantera guy. He wants to talk about metal. And I was like, yeah, dog, let's do that. Uh, Pantera. Yeah. All right. Uh, was he the one from, that was also the Red Sox fan? No, that was Justin, oh. who was on last week, who was the Red Sox fan. And shout out to Justin of Bad Guy Radio. Thanks for him to come on last week. And Sam, I was trying to talk to Thomas about this off camera. Justin came with that Red Sox hot take just for you. And yeah, that was good. And and so what do you think? Do you think I mean, to be fair, I, I had a hot take that was specifically geared towards Sam prepared last week, too. We texted right. about it briefly. I know. <clears throat> I want to get into that this week, too. Well, I, yeah, I, gave you, I don't know if you listened to last week's episode, but I gave you a shout out specifically about that. <laughs> I haven't listened to it. I was wanting to hear it anyway, but I, I just didn't listen. Um, the uh, what was so in the scenario that he was envisioning move Bogarts to third, Devers to first, or DH, and then sign Trevor Story was that his? No, the hot take was move Devers to second base. Second base, uh, okay, right, and then move Bogarts to third base. And I forgot who did he want at shortstop? Trevor Story. He said Trevor. He wanted Trevor Story. Yeah, he wanted to. Yeah. Well, De Devers to second base changes that. Uh, that's an in that's a pretty cool hot take. I gotta say. Yeah. No, I like that too. Um, yeah, I texted. So. My, I thought about this over the week. I texted you about this, Joel. I think that I disagree with Justin about Bogarts at shortstop. He said Bogarts has lost a step. I would say that Bogarts is not trying to get that extra step anymore, which is where he made all of his errors. I think Bogarts is becoming a better shortstop. Mm -hmm. 
So I think you move Devers to second base, you move Bobby Dawback to third base, which is his natural position anyway, and then you can go after Kyle Schwarber, put him at first base. And then, and then you can... He's on Boston, right? You don't need to go after him. No, he's a free agent. Okay, so they have to sign him. Yeah, was, it was a player... He, and it was he a player option for for 2022, and he opted to be a free agent. Did he did he finish the season in Boston? That's right, he did. He was yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's well, yeah. Anyway. So great for that guy. Mine yeah. was that Edgar Martinez is a better DH than Big Poppy. And that, that big poppy being voted in on the first try unanimously was akin to Derek Jeter being voted in. It's it's overhyped. It's he's overhyped. Okay, so we have to talk about this then. All right. Well, <laughs> uh, well we have so headlines. Was, I have a question about this though for you, Thomas, because Edgar Martinez does have a higher career war than David Ortiz by about 10 points. And all of their other numbers are almost exactly the same. I mean, Edgar's got him beat in some of the percentage game, but uh, yeah. But other than batting, but it's like batting, batting average, average and RBIs and homes are, is what I was seeing from Big Poppy. Right, but it's like, so Edgar my point Martinez is that I'm, has a much higher batting average and on base percentage, but their, their OPS is one point right. different because right. of right. the higher slugging percentage from David Ortiz. So it's like, I don't see where that difference in war is. I guess my my point is that Edgar <clears throat> Martinez was like one of the greatest hitters that baseball's ever seen, and that for him to not be voted into the Hall of Fame, my whole point was really about the Hall of Fame. For him to right. not be voted into the Hall of Fame on his until his tenth try and well, big copy to be voted in unanimously is is like it, it's akin to the hype game. You know what I mean? Like David Ortiz was nice to people. He was like an amicable dude. He, it's like Joel talks about, you know, his personality won won a lot of people over, and the fact that he was a fucking really good fucking hitter. But I'm saying yeah. Edgar Martinez was a better hitter and deserves a little more respect if if the Hall of Fame wants to call itself a legitimate entity, which at this well, point we can we can question pretty heavily. Right. We're not going to, you know, you and I are not going to disagree on that point. You know, but Edgar Martinez had to break, like, there were no designated hitters in the Hall of Fame before Edgar Martinez. Like, yeah, that he was broke like the glass a real, ceiling. real glass ceiling situation. <laughs> so <clears throat> Edgar uh, Martinez and fucking. Greta Thunberg. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually a big Edgar Martinez fan. When I was a kid, I like I David Ortiz. All, all about Edgar Martinez. I love that. <laughs> what, one of the cool things that came up when he got it, or whatever last week was the footage of Alex Rodriguez and maybe Jay Buhner and Ken Griffey Jr. going and doing a home. They were in it. There was some kind of like there was supposed to be some kind of uh cell you know ceremonial game or some some kind of it was it was in the at the triple a affiliate and i'm totally blanking on where that was oh yeah but david I've ortiz was there or whatever and he they had a home run derby and he's just like mopped the floor with everybody as like right. a 17. He, was, he was 19 it was 19. a single a affiliate i think yeah yeah it was like the red hawks and like fucking i forget where it was i can't remember. right it was like in north dakota or some crazy shit no like it was that. in washington oh it was yeah okay no it was the indians uh it was it, it might have been a tri-cities thing i can't remember Washington's got it. Yeah, they did a big article about that on The Athletic a few years ago that I read. I remember. Yeah, it's a cool story. Anyway, 
Uh, that was what I that was what we, what I was going to yell about last week, but I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you and I are definitely not going to disagree about Edgar Martinez. He probably should have been in the Hall of Fame first ballot. I think. Yeah. yeah. Would you agree that David Ortiz is is, is overrated? No, I don't think so. I think that like he has the numbers to be in the Hall of Fame and he has all of that postseason like narrative and success and numbers. And then, yeah. you know, he was the face of baseball for like 20, well, not 20, but 10 years, probably he was the face of baseball. And if that's like, you know, if he's not going in the Hall of not to mention he's on a weak-ass ballot. Like, the only other people who should have been in there ahead of him on this ballot are, like, people who won't, aren't going to get in, you know? Yeah, which so, is a for, lot of for, them. <laughs> right, which is Roger a lot Clemens of them. And, so it's and like, Barry Bonds are two of the greatest baseball players that ever played, you know? Like, Roger, right. Roger Clemens was so fucking dominant. And if you're for, not going to vote for Clemens, you're not going to vote for Bonds, you're not going to vote for A-Rod, like... Why are you voting for somebody? For you know what I mean? David, David Ortiz was like pretty, I mean, never tech, never officially, but he was linked to a lot of PED and stuff. So it's like that. that no, that the only of, thing he was ever linked to was that 2003 quote unquote anonymous report. Right. Um, I mean, and that was like, you know, the, you know, all of his productive years were after that. And those were all also the years where, you know, he's getting tested every day or, you know, all the time. All right. So here's my question is when does like, so Pete Rose, the greatest hitter, arguably the greatest hitter baseball's ever seen, banned from the Hall of Fame for betting, sports betting. Right. MLB is essentially pivoting to like almost exclusively televising through a some betting versions of things right. i mean i wouldn't be surprised like we're not super far from i mean betting is being incorporated into all sports right now in a way that's kind of questionable we've talked about it before but pete rose is banned from so like how many years until people are like actively using steroids out in the open in the mlb and we suddenly are on the other side of that you know what i mean like how soon are we going to be at a point Oh, they did steroids, but we all do steroids now. I guess we should probably put them in. You know, like when when is the game gonna go hybrid? Oh man, I don't know. I mean, steroids and betting though are different because the steroid thing is like, oh, I have to like if steroids become legal, or if they become like it was before when everybody was juicing, and it's like, oh well, fuck. I either have to take this drug as like long term health impact effects, or I'm gonna like suck compared to this like juiced up you know mark mcguire here <laughs> you brought this up last week when we were talking about the hall of fame and i've been thinking about it since because i brought up pete rose and i brought up shoeless joe jackson oh, shit i should just go back and listen to that episode yeah but this is <laughs> because but sam was like yeah but mlb banned those guys from the ballot these guys, the juicers, are the voters themselves kind of uh, stealing the authority to decide who is deserves to be in the Hall of Fame and who doesn't. MLB yeah. itself has not officially banned Barry Bonds from the Hall of Fame ballot, which no. is right. a good point that Sam made last week. 
Right. And they, that's the thing. What I said last week is that they should, like, it's like such a fucking pass the buck thing to be like, okay, you have a vote. Like we have this history of there, here are these people who we don't like that we banned from the hall of fame, but we're not going to do it in this scenario because, you know, we don't want to like, it's like a bad look for us across anyway, across the board. And so we're just going to pass the buck. And, you know, really, the league is doing those players a disservice. Like, they should just be like, no, Barry Bonds, you can't. You're banned from the right. – you, Barry Bonds, are banned from the Hall of Fame. Right. And, the, and, like, the you sports yeah. voters, you sports writer with voter with voting privileges, you just make your decision based on <clears throat> the normal criteria of, like, numbers and – narrative or whatever is Barry Bonds like a case on his own was he connected to evidence in ways that nobody else was no I don't think that Barry Bonds ever tested positive honestly yes yeah, so that's where like that's where my that's where the whole disconnect comes did he or did he get I think he refused to testify to testify yeah or something I can't remember I mean you know there was a lot of there was like a ton of testimony that was like oh yeah Barry Bonds did a lot of steroids right, like, I, guess that, I think there was plenty of evidence against him but his whole thing there's like, been plenty of evidence against a lot of guys he retired in 2004 right like that's when they started testing for steroids Barry Bonds did not retire in 2004 when did he retire I don't, think I don't know Let's not all look at this at the same time. Cop. And then we should also do a book club book on Juiced, I think is what it's called, and actually do a whole episode on it because that would be worthwhile. To a whole episode on drug abuse in the major leagues? Yeah. 2007. I would do 20 minutes. 20 minutes. 20 minutes. We can do 20 minutes. Clean 20 2007? minutes. Barry Bonds retired in 2007? Yeah, God, that was a long that. fucking time ago. Long yeah. Time. Red Sox won the World Series that year, too. Beat the Colorado Rockies. I was going to Colorado right after, right during that. And yeah, they got the shit kicked out of them. They were like on the streak. They were, they got swept right out of it. But they had like, they swept everybody through the playoffs. They were on like such a hot streak and they just kicked everybody's ass. And Boston was in like five game series and a seven game series. And was like they waited for five days or something like that, and they fucking completely fell on their faces and just got the shit kicked out of them by Boston. They swept Boston, swept them. Yeah, Boston was just kicked the hell out of them. Anyway, was good. Was good. Yeah, boo. At that point, I was booing. In two thousand and four, I was like, yeah. In two thousand seven, I was like, boo. Thomas got a Rockies connection, definitely. So yeah, you've got a sentimentality towards the Colorado Rockies. I do, I do, I do. I witnessed their opening game. That was the first game in their history for that game. That's cool. Yeah, Yeah. I I think I told you at Mile High. I think I was at a game in their opening season. Yeah, it was a weird ass stadium for baseball. Yeah. I'm yeah, we were set. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to some uh, uh, Twitter friends. Um, the Bigger Hoats at XXLOG Popcorn 
and White Sox Players Association at Sox Twit Three All. I was trying to uh, crowdsource my hot take for this week, and both of those guys responded and said that Kevin Cosner is the worst actor in every movie he has ever been in. I disagree. What? Disagree? Yep. What's your evidence? Uh, there's a movie called Silverado. Uh-huh. And Scott Glenn is in that movie. And Scott Glenn is the worst actor in that movie. He's, and Kevin Costner is actually delightful in that movie. He's like a 25 years old and he's all full of vim and vigor and he's a cowboy. It's one of Kevin Costner's only good roles. And he okay. and so I would say he wasn't even the second worst performance in that movie. So I I have one disagreement there. Awesome. Okay. That's good. We should move on. We should also tell the story sometime about Kevin Costner at a grandparent's house partying there with Tiger Woods <laughs> <laughs> during the filming of the postman. I don't yeah, I don't I don't think we should talk about that. <laughs> That's still one of my favorite stories. <laughs> Sam just walked away. Oh, but he got it. He hears it. Yeah, I, I gotcha. <laughs> All right. Um, so let's get out of here. Uh, shout out to everybody who's been listening to the podcast. Thank you so much. Uh, make sure you continue to do so. Subscribe to us on Apple iTunes. Uh, give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. Um, you can listen to us on Spotify if you haven't quit spotify because fuck joe rogan and neil young is cool do it but you can still listen to us on spotify um shout out listeners in right we don't have the sort of poll that neil young does so we just decided to stay there (laughs) yeah we don't have (laughs) neil young clout yet (laughs) yeah close close we're getting You just got to tweet at Spotify and be like, listen, Spotify, you can have the Joe Rogan podcast or you can have the Dump on the Ump podcast, but you can't have both. (laughs) Your move. (laughs) Your move. (laughs) Oh, man. I want to give a shout out to fucking fuck you to sober January. Yay, you made it. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, this whiskey soda ginger beer thing that I'm drinking is going straight to my head and it's fucking great yeah I, 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 it's I, there's a daily Kerouac thing on the twitter or whatever as i grew older i became a drunk why because i like ecstasy of the mind love it i thought that was a pretty appropriate quote to read today so anyway daily Kerouac. shout out to fuck you january you were stupid anyway <laughs> uh harrisburg pennsylvania champaign illinois la providence Lindenville, Vermont, Bend, Oregon, Ashburn, Virginia, San Jose, Portland, Oregon, Singapore, Mm. Clinton, Illinois, Miami, Florida, Barcelona, Spain, Madrid, Spain, Las Vegas, Brooklyn, Dublin, Ireland, Barragada, Guam. Thank you for listening. Please continue to do so. All right, guys, you ready for this shit? Yeah, you want to get into some headlines right now? Yeah, let's do it. Sam, you up. All right. Uh, Tom Brady retires. That's the headline. Uh, after Tampa Bay, after his Tampa Bay Buccaneers came up short against the LA Rams last week, 
Tom Brady has officially decided to retire, making his announcement via his Twitter and Instagram accounts. Brady's announcement comes several days after ESPN's Adam Schaefer, is that how you say his name? Schefter. Leaked that Schefter? Yeah. Schefter. Hardly even know her. That's a stupid name. Uh, leaked that Brady was planning to retire, which caused both the Bucks and Tom Brady's own dad to come out publicly to say that Brady had not yet made a decision. However, Brady did end up calling it quits, ending his 22-year-long NFL career. So the question is, uh, would Tom Brady have played one more season just to prove an ESPN reporter wrong? Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, like that. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, he ends up not doing it, but everyone was like, are you just going to play another season just to embarrass this dude who fucked up his reporting? Here's, here's my right. theory. Tom Brady was halfway through that fucking long-ass thing he put on Instagram or Twitter or whatever. It was like fucking a thousand pages of him just rambling on about shit. He was halfway through that thing when that fucking report got printed and he was like, no, fuck. And he got like super pissed and like called up somebody at Sports Center and was like, you're fucking going to be fired. This is bullshit. Like he was so pissed because he'd been working really hard on his goodbyes and his thank yous and he wanted to announce it. And he was so mad. And they were like, oh, shit, we're just kidding. We don't know. Tom Brady didn't say that. Nobody said that. We're sorry. And then Tom Brady's like, okay, I'm finished my thing. I'm sorry I yelled. I'm retiring. I think that's correct. Uh, I See, the thing I think is that Tom Brady doesn't give a fuck about anyone at ESPN and never has and never will. So, yeah. Like, I don't think that, you know, I think probably, like, his kid – like told his buddy at school whose dad is Adam Shafter or whatever that guy's name is. And, I don't even know her. Right. <laughs> and uh, and then that's how the news got. But I don't think that Tom Brady gives a shit about Adam Shafter. I don't. I can see him being upset that, about like I see him upset about his goodbye note losing its luster. You know. No, I don't think he wrote that note. Like. I don't think that he had. No, anything. I don't think he I wrote it either. Was, but he was like, half through, halfway through ghostwriting it. <laughs> right. Go his assistant. I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that he cares. Um, well, you know, I did contemplate the thought, like, if it's Tom Brady's uh, construct and we're all just living in it, like at this point, doesn't it start to shut down here? Oh. Tom Brady is the guy from Matrix who like decides to go back into the Matrix. You know what I mean? Who like. You ever see that movie? Yes. What yeah. <laughs> but but he but you know that would guy, that would in, impugn that he was like me. Yeah, like who is he? No, he's the guy. Remember the guy who tries to double cross Keanu yeah. Reeves, and he's like meeting with the sunglasses virus guy, and he's like, "Listen, I'll tell you where they are, but you got to like put me back in, and I want to be an actor or something like that." You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, remember that guy. Mean. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. That's, that's who him. Tom Brady is. Tom Brady betrayed somebody who was trying to bring down the Matrix, and instead uh, of oh, and it like oh yeah, ended up working well for him. You know what I mean? No, you're saying that the Matrix replugged that bald guy into in as Tom Brady, and he became and he's Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Yeah, Joe Pagnola is <laughs> fucking Tom exactly. Brady. No, right. that's I like that. I like that. But but the con my construct where it's just Tom Brady is like we're all just 
you know, a framework around Tom Brady to win seven Super Bowls. And then as he's retiring and dying, it's going to slowly like pull in on itself and right. like in the universe like as we know it is. Star collapsing in on itself. A hundred percent. That's how atrophy works. Is that Tom Brady yeah. gets older? So yeah, well, now he's retiring. So his, his yeah. pursuit of perfection and our is, is our demise. Holy shit. Tom Brady is soon to become the center of like the newest black hole in the galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> That's how black <laughs> holes are formed. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. <laughs> oh, damn. So we have to make sure that Tom Brady plays 22 more seasons. <laughs> I mean, if that's what you think you got in, in your tank, Joel. Yes. <laughs> Uh, it's not up to us, though. It's his. It's his construct. Right. So it's on his timeline. The rest of us are just racing against it. Right. That's a dark concept. I'm kind of afraid now. <laughs> well, you never know. Yeah. Did you guys watch uh, any of the AFC NFC Championship games? Yeah. They were good. Go Bengals. Yeah, go Bengals. Root for the Bengals, bet on the Rams. That's where I'm at right now. I'm, well, I'm, I'm going, I'm going all one way. Going all one way, yeah, really. I think. I you mean, guys do squares. I have, uh, not this year, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Sports betting is legal in New York now, so. Yeah. Pretty soon you won't be able to watch any sport without paying, get gambling for it. I'm really not looking forward to that dystopia. Well, um, I, I mean, think, I'm I'm still on the record as saying that we'll never see another season of Major League Baseball. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, our, the thing is, is that like I I hear what you're saying, Thomas. I feel like it's going to go the other way because it's like as all this betting money comes in, it's like other things are going to be less. Like I feel like it's going to be easier to watch sports because all their money is going to come from gambling. So it's like you're not gonna have to pay for like special subscription cable services to baseball in the future, you, you know, because all the people are just gonna be gambling so much money on it. So you don't, you won't have to pay to watch it. Right, exactly. It's like it'll be free to go to the ballpark, or it'll be like way cheaper to go to the ballpark because they got fucking a sports book in there. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's interesting. It seems like there's some, <laughs> gotta be some questions about the the integrity of that ball club though i mean ultimately <laughs> but it's gonna be every ball club but so then i mean i know the cubs are already planning that right the cubs so you're playing but then you're playing spreads you're playing de- daily spreads i mean that was the whole draft kings yeah you're doing and 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 parlor parlay bets that was called like yeah marcus stroman to strike out seven and a half yeah, when 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 the catcher rolls the ball back from the on the third out of on the third out of the inning, does the ball end up on the dirt of the mound? Right. Yeah, stupid shit like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but as long as you're not, as long as it doesn't require your involvement, but it's still pretty creepy that it's a, selling itself that way. Anyway, moving yeah. on. And and <laughs> Pete Rose is still not in the Hall of Fame. Pete Rose is still not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have anything you want to say about the Super Bowl or the NFL before we move on? 
Go Bengals. Fuck the NFL. Go Bengals. Let's go Bengals. I would. I'll probably watch the Super Bowl, but I have not watched any football. I watched one football game this year. Those that fucking playoffs was amazing, unparalleled, man. I mean, the first round was had a couple of snoozers, but that kind of good did good to dispel the seven man playoff. But those fucking the division championship games were fucking unreal. It was like five games in a row. Re- uh ended on the last play or whatever like decided on the last play of the game like it was fucking crazy i as like a person that has resentfully watched the nfl because i kind of hate the brain smashing and the fucking grossness of it and how american it is watching fucking sports on like unfold before your eyes is always engaging like it's watching real-time competition between like talented people it was cool man it was a fucking amazing and both of these games were good i thought the 49ers had that game in their pocket and then i think yeah. that at the end um, well they literally did i think that ball the interception that bounced out that, of that guy's hand was literally in his pocket oh i'm sorry coach it hit me in the numbers whoops <laughs> the hands and the numbers and between the legs and yeah. kind of rolled down my feet really honestly like yeah, yeah that, that was bad Somebody put a thing on the internet where they were like, I can't believe the 49ers just, they're just, you know, never get the chance. And they showed all these clips and it was like, somebody was like, that looks like just like a bunch of plays where the 49ers just didn't fucking do it when they needed to do it. Like, oh, harsh. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. Well, we'll have lots of time to talk about this. Let's talk about labor negotiations again. Yay! Uh, CBA negotiations stall again. For the second consecutive time, MLB Players Association met with team owners in a 90-minute-long meeting that both sides described as heated. Reports from the Athletics' Evan Drellich and ESPN's Jeff Passan suggest that the two sides remain very far apart and that a deal is unlikely to be reached before the date when pitchers and catchers are expected to report, which I think is February 14th, two weeks from now. The Valentine's union, Day. Valentine's Day. The union's latest proposal included reducing the money made available for pre-arbitration bonuses and modifying their service time manipulation proposal. They, they took a little bit of a step back on that, but not a big one. So the question for you guys, has God finally abandoned us? What do you mean finally? <laughs> yeah, this has nothing to do with God. God abandoned us a long time ago. <laughs> I just thought that went with kind of the theme of the episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this, uh, yeah, we're going to be, we'll be lucky to see any baseball at all this year. Uh, Never going to see Major League Baseball again. We talked about it last week that owners don't care about baseball. And that's it. Well, there was a good. Uh, what was I sent you the Joel from this article in the Athletic that said all four major sports yeah, leagues teams have performed better than the S and P companies since yeah, let me 2002. Read, this is what yeah. Sam sent me since 2002, all four of the major U.S. sport leagues have performed better than the S and P 500 companies on the stock market, according to PitchBook. 
the return on MLB franchises was 669%, above the NFL's 558%, and exceeded only by the NBA's 1,057%. Right? Yeah, exponential growth. I mean, I don't know if you noticed right. this, but the human population is still growing. Well, it's a, it's a risk-free... Hold on, I'm going to try to see find this other... Uh, tweet that I saw. It's a risk-free investment available only to the super rich. Right. And the and the owners are trying to be like, no, 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 no. That's not what it's about. <laughs> right. And they're full of they're shit. They're like, no, no. It only has to do with revenue. This is the only... Revenue is the only thing that it matters in these negotiations with the players. And that value, that franchise value is only for me the players do not get any of that that's what the owners are saying mm -hmm. and it and the players are just like this is a fucking crock of horse shit this you guys this this is the this is so lucrative for everyone in the league and you're like basically regardless of the fact that we're getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars it's peanuts compared to what is actually out there like the actual value of the product which is the players are responsible for. Yeah. In, instead of like squabbling over peanuts, they could make it like more accessible and more. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. They're not working in concert, but it's not in their interest. But what the players union needs to do is buy a team. Yes. And but then just put whoever they want on that team. Sure. The owners would or do just like to stop that, though. They just yeah, they, they, like would, they would block it hard. Mm -hmm. Oh but yeah, it's crazy to think. Like if you think about it as a business, like a big business, which it is, it's the most successful big business in the fucking country. And these That's owners good. are trying to act like, oh, it's hard to make money like one in a major league baseball team. Well, the, well like, all the major league, all, like they, there's a bunch of like uh well to, i don't know what it was but it was certain rights that were sold like television rights were sold to every franchise like they they had to pay like some sort of amount like the, the seattle mariners got 160 million dollars from whatever the root their root provider here's a some, i'll read it this is craig goldstein tweeted this earlier today Starting in 2022, every MLB team will receive a guaranteed $60 million via national TV deals. Like It's likely that every local TV deal averages about $40 million a year. So every single team is getting at least $100 million guaranteed before selling a single ticket. Yeah. So, fuck all y'all. Yeah, it's bad. The strike. I, I, I'm on the players. Like strike. Fucking do it. I don't give a shit. Get your get your shit. Like we've lived without baseball before. We'll do it again. Except that this, this time, society as we know it is going to crumble, and there's not going to be any space for a league in an anarchic society. Here's what Joe Sheehan said earlier today. This was the tweet I was trying to find. He said. I repeat these points, and I don't know who Joe Sheehan is, but he seems fine. I repeat these points a lot, but they're facts, and they're not getting through. Fans should be aligned with the players. 
because the players want maximum competition for wins to drive profit. Owners want risk-free profit and as little competition as they can get away with. The owners are trying to get a worse product because it is a less risk, they are risk averse is essentially what's happening. Right. Because what happens if they're successful? I mean, in both. What, models, how, why is it more risk? Why is it, why is it more risk prone to have a successful franchise than a franchise that's mediocrely unsuccessful? Is it just because, because it's pay, like payroll, payroll and, and everything you're paying out for is smaller. So you can get less concessions and less fucking right. this and less that. And then you save money on the back ends. Like, why is that a better business model than having a really successful team? Like, when a really successful team comes, does that mean you have to pay your vendors more, and hire more vendors, and hire more staff? You know what I mean? Is that is that ultimately what well, it is? It's like the Cleveland Indians can pay thirty million dollars for their entire like player payroll for a year, and the Dodgers can pay two hundred and sixty million dollars for their entire player payroll for a year. And the value of those teams goes up at the same rate. So it's mm -hmm. like you can try to win or you cannot try to win. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter because the value of your product is continuing to grow. At the same rate. Yeah. At the same rate. And then, you know, the teams that are successful want the, like the teams with the big payrolls want the teams with the little payrolls also because they can be like, well, Look at the revenue of the league. The revenue of the league is not that great because these teams, like the fucking Pittsburgh Pirates, don't make any money. And it's like not fair to the Pittsburgh Pirates. So we have to pay our players less money. Otherwise, the Pittsburgh Pirates can never be competitive, right. which is like a crock of shit because the Pittsburgh Pirates could be competitive if they had any inclination to pay for it, which they do not. Because there's no incentive to the, 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 no from incentive. the business model from the business model perspective, they're not earning that much money through revenue because the the point is that the valuation of the franchise isn't based on daily revenue. It's based on a market value sort right. of construct. Right. Right. So then like, like yeah. Uh, this is like the ultimate NFT is the major league baseball team. There's only 30 of them. And they only get more valuable. Yeah. And you just trade them. But if you put, but you, but from a standpoint, from like a holdings perspective, like you're still not making that much money in daily revenue, are they? I mean, like, cause they pay out, like that's sort of the, their whole argument is that they're not making that much money, but it's just sort of a tax haven. Well, what, they're making a hundred million dollars a year minimum just from TV. Right. In revenue. And, that's and, just and, from TV. I mean, every game has to give you, I did the math on the ball napkin earlier today, like the White Sox, if, if they sell, they, they, the revenue, I mean, obviously there are costs, but you're making about $1.2 million in revenue per game, per, per home game. But is that net? No, that's, that's gross. It's not net. Yeah. So like ultimately you're paying what, 
what their argument is, is that we're paying out. We're not making that much money on concessions. We're not making that much money. We're paying these players this much money this every year. Plus we have to hire staff, you know, oh, it costs this much money. I guess what I'm saying from a number standpoint on a daily revenue, is it really that lucrative or is it more the fact that it's a, a place to, it's a tax haven and it's guaranteed over long-term to increase in its valuation? I think more tax, yeah, but but they're also lying about their revenue because of what. Right, Sam exactly. That's the other thing is they want to keep. But they can't their, lie about it. I mean, can they? It's all on, on the book. Certain, not they certainly they can. Atlanta Braves have to <clears throat> new books. Yeah, only the Atlanta Braves have open books. But even within that, like maybe not the Atlanta Braves, if there are stakeholders in that, but basically like these owners, most of these are really small groups and, you know, they want their revenues to be low because of tax purposes. And then also they can be like, oh, well, you know, it's a we lot. paid all this money for everything. And then our revenue, like our, we didn't, this is our profit. Like they can't lie about the revenue, but they can be like, they can, invent a bunch of shit that they have to put money into that makes their profits really low. I guess my question is what does the average Which franchise is standard do? business practice. But what does an average franchise gain in revenue minus its expenses and cost of operations? Like what is at Profit? the end of the year what is the average net gain of each franchise? Right. Like is it like 30 million dollars? You know what I mean? No like, idea. Only is, one of the teams is public. Yeah. But I guess that's my point is, is that like they're pointing at that end number and saying it's not that big. Look at this, you know, which we all know is bullshit. But I guess I'm just trying to see from their right. argue from their. Right. Well, the funny thing. But that's a number that they make up because you can fudge the numbers any number of ways to make it look like you're not profitable if that's what you want, which is what they do want. Yeah, because it makes <clears throat> better on their tax statement. Right. So the owner of the Colorado Rockies is actually on the negotiating committee for the baseball owners. And he was quoted as complaining about the uh, union's demands because, because of what we were just talking about. He's like, oh, yeah, I saw that quote. Hi. And what people on the internet were saying was like, if you cannot afford to run your baseball team, you need to sell your baseball team and and cash out because that's what these are but i think what i think ultimately what to sam's point that it makes more if it makes more sense for an investor for or a group of investors to invest in a team and have a losing team where you have lower overhead you have lower costs whether it be the team on the field or like the amount of concessions like if if you only sell out half your stadium you have to, you only have to pay half the amount of people to work at that stadium you know what i mean like so in that sense like keeping costs and revenues low ultimately you sort of flatline the daily demographic and so from a day-to-day -day standpoint like dollars and cents like it's makes more sense to an investor to have a long-term steady grower than like a up and down kind of jam and if you can kind of like control that state that statement then you have a more lucrative selling point i mean right. yeah it's fucking but there is no up and down. That's the thing is that you can have the worst team in major league baseball, Pittsburgh, and <laughs> you will still, you will still grow at the same rate as somebody who has the best, the most successful team in major league baseball, which is probably the Dodgers right now. Yeah. And so it's like, 
this the value of these two teams it's not like the value of the value of the Dodgers is much higher but that has to do more with the size of the market that it's in than anything else because the value of the two teams rises at, at the same amount like that one so from an investor that, standpoint that's they're equal right exactly and so like the the uh that dude bought the Kansas City Royals right in 2019 and the Kansas City mm-hmm. Royals won he bought them for 1 billion dollars and he the Kansas City Royals like won 60 games that year and then at the beginning of the next season the Kansas City Royals were worth 1 and a quarter billion dollars like just from one losing like one really bad season quarter of a billion dollars a quarter of a billion dollars. Yeah. All right, we got to have this up. Look what I found. Okay. This is from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Okay. Cool. The Atlanta Braves, their revenue from July 2021 to September 2021 was $234 million. Their profit for that period was $58 million. Yeah, that's that. I guess that's my point. That's a quarter of a season. That's July, oh, three months. That's July, August, and September. A half yeah. a season. It's a quarter of a year. Quarter of yeah. a year. Yeah. Half a season. Yeah. That's wait. What was the total rev? The total revenue was two hundred thirty-four million dollars. Profit was fifty-eight million dollars. Okay, so that's hundred million dollars a year of just profit. Well, that's, profit. well yeah, that's I a mean, little bit. Don't know how the offseason works on that because, like, where's the, like a, a jerseys? I don't know who makes some money on jersey sales and shit like that. Yeah, I guess I don't really know how you number all that out, but that's that seems like, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> But the any Atlanta Braves where their payroll landed in the at the end. Uh, I can look that up, but let me read these paragraphs. But of we gotta go. Braves, of the Braves, two hundred thirty-four million dollars in revenue. Two hundred and twenty-two was baseball revenue streams, local and national broadcasting rights, and licensing. Twelve million was real estate development. They have seven hundred million dollars in debt. And what were they spending their money on? Oh yeah, that's great. They don't pay any taxes. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, yeah, we can get into this, but it's late. We're over time. We're at fifty-eight minutes. Ooh, call it. Yeah, I'll yeah, too call many it. numbers coming at me. Yeah. Joe's <laughs> looking at too many numbers. It's all Tom Brady. <laughs> Matrix, you know. Yeah, he's just gonna it's just folding in on itself right now and just tuck your head. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been dump on the Yump ostensibly a baseball podcast. It's still fucking raining in Champaign, Illinois at 9 59 p.m. I don't know what's gonna happen. Oh, we're uh, gonna have ice under the snow. Yeah, there's gonna be yeah, that's exactly what's gonna happen. Um uh again, follow us on Twitter at dump on the ump, Facebook at dump on the ump. We have a WordPress blog. Follow us on your, uh, wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. Um, we will see you, hopefully, you know, pray for 
uh, a breakthrough. I don't think it's going to happen, but we'll see. Uh, let's no more, no more organized Major League Baseball ever again. Unionize your workplace. For Thomas and Sam, my name is Joel. Ladies and gentlemen, have a great evening and a pleasant tomorrow. If you don't believe I'm leaving, count the days I'm gone.